Isaiah chapter 9, okay? And we're going to finish up. Basically, it's a three-part message because uh, we preached on it last week. And then we started last night um, with the gift of Christmas. And uh, let's stand together. We're going to read Isaiah 9, beginning in verse 6. Uh, we read it twice last night, and it was beautiful to see us reading it um, at the end of the service last night also. That wasn't coordinated between myself and the worship team. That was just planned that way, right? And uh, just amazing how it worked out. It always works out that way. God always makes it work. So, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Father, again, we thank you for the truth of your word. We thank you for this prophecy of Isaiah that came true. We thank, we're thankful that some of it is yet to come true, and it will come at some point when Jesus will rule all of it. And uh, the prince of the power of the air will be cast into a lake of fire, and Jesus will be our king and He will rule it all. And we're so grateful for that, our loving, godly King. And so we look forward to that day. But until then, we thank You that the gift of Christmas is for us each and every day to live our lives with power, with conviction, with victory, with forgiveness, with love and peace and joy. And we pray it all in His name. Amen. And you may be seated. So <clears throat> this first slide... Uh, goes over what we dealt with last night. Uh, we said that the gift of Christmas is a gift for us, and we really focused on the part for us that it's a, that that Jesus came for people. You know, I heard a pastor say this years ago, and uh, it really disturbed me when he said it. And uh, he said this at a pastor's meeting. He said, "You know," <clears throat> he said. I have no problem with ministry. I have no problem with preaching. It's people I have a problem with. Well, he does have a problem with ministry if it's people he has a problem with because Jesus came for people, right? And the gospel is for us. Secondly, we said that the gift of Christmas is the greatest gift, the, the, the gift of the Son of God. And then we said that it's the gift of a godly government that we can look forward to the King of Kings ruling, ruling it all. Jesus is going to have the last say, and he is, a, he is a godly leader. He is a compassionate leader. He is a fair and wonderful leader. And so we dealt with that. So I want to give you the fourth thing here, and that is this, the gift of Christmas. Now, now here's, here's what I want you to see, and you see point number four. These points I'm going to give you are self-evident in the passage, okay? It's, they're right here. So look at what the Bible says here. It says here that he will be called our wonderful counselor. Our wonderful counselor. Well, is there such thing as a, as a bad counselor? Absolutely. Is there such thing as bad counsel? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, media today, through all forms, social media, uh, uh, legacy media, um, TikTok, whatever it might be, is full of bad counseling, bad information, 
uh, wrong thinking. And Jesus is our wonderful counselor. Look at what Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30 says. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. (laughs) So the old concept of going to see a counselor, as we used to say back in the day, a shrink. (laughs) And was this concept of, of a couch. You laid on the couch to get to get comfortable so that you can really share with the counselor your needs and, and your, your burdens and all of that. Well, Jesus is our amazing counselor, and he will give us rest. And he says, so come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know what's so beautiful about Jesus? Is that there's no problem that we face that we can't take to Him. There's no failure in our life. There's no sin too big that we may have committed that He can't forgive. That's why He's a wonderful counselor. Because He has the eternal answers for us. So that's what we see here in describing Him. Number five, we see that He is our mighty God. Mighty. Do a study of the word mighty in the Scriptures. It's pretty mighty, all right. Go to um, Bible Gateway. I always tell you to go there because it's simple. It's online, BibleGateway.com. And just put in the word mighty. And it will it'll, it'll generate a list of everywhere the word mighty is mentioned and you can go to those easy and see the context see the entire chapter see just the verse and you'll be amazed at what the bible says there but i chose two verses to look at here and one has to deal with uh, or two passages one has to deal with the birth of christ and mary's response to being told about what would happen it's called mary's song look at luke 1 verses 46 through 50 The Bible says, And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices. And I want you all to hold this right here. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. You know, there are some denominations that lift Mary up to godliness. When I say to godliness, to uh, meaning to, uh, I mean, she was a godly woman, but but to, uh, to deity. But she was a human, and she needed a Savior also. And she declares that with her own mouth right here. So she was a sinful person just like you and me, okay? And then verse uh, 48 says, For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Holy is his name, she says. So, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Y'all, as we come to the end of the year on this Christmas day, we're looking at a new year right before us in in one week, 2023. Never forget who you serve. Never forget 
whose you are. Never forget that the King of kings and the Lord of lords is your God. And He is mighty to save, just like He saved a grown adult man last night on Christmas Eve. He is mighty to help you overcome your problems. He is mighty to help you forgive. He is mighty to help you endure. He is mighty. Mary saw that and she realized that. Look at what 1 Peter verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 6 says. Humble yourself, therefore, under God's what? mighty hand, that He may lift you up in due time. You don't have to be mighty. He's mighty. And so when we humble ourselves, when we are weak, that's when He is what? Strong within us. That's when we can stand against the wiles of the devil. And that's the beautiful thing. So we've been given this gift in Jesus for Christmas. He is our mighty God. Uh, Number six, and then we have one more after that. He is our everlasting Father. Our everlasting Father. You know, it's amazing to me that there are people that believe you can lose your salvation once you have it. So just think about this. Just use just use basic words, basic biblical logic. You don't have to be a theologian to understand the security of the believer. You just got to take God at his word. When he says in John 5, 24, that if you believe, you have passed from death into everlasting life. Or in some versions it says you have passed from death into eternal life. So if everlasting life can be taken away or eternal life can be taken away. It's not eternal or everlasting, correct? It's temporary eternal life. There's no such thing. And so the concept that we see here is that when Jesus comes into your heart and life, He is mighty, He is a wonderful counselor, and He changes you for all of eternity. It's everlasting, and He is everlasting. He's our everlasting Father. Psalm 103, verse 17 says, But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear Him, and His righteousness with their children's children. Rulers will come and go. It's Christmas, and I don't want to be. I don't want to think about negative thoughts. And when I think of people in the Senate and Congress of the United States of America, I think real negative about some things. And I watch some of these monsters get behind a lectern and defend ungodly living, and call us radicals because we believe that marriage is between one man and one woman according to God's way. These people think that they're gods almost. And they will die one day and have to give an account. But yet somehow they think that they're the king of their own universe and they're not. There's only one. And that's the Lord. From everlasting to everlasting, the Bible says. His love endures forever. 
to those who fear him. One last thing, gift of Christmas. And we spent a whole message on that last Sunday. He is our Prince of Peace. It says here, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. And I mentioned that last night, and it's worth mentioning again. When Jesus comes into our life and he saves us, we get the gift of Christmas and we get the benefit of the peace of God that passes all understanding. And whatever you're going through, his peace is there. doesn't mean that you don't struggle with it. It doesn't mean that you don't have some emotion along the way. We had a man here last night who uh, is a member of our church, and a few weeks ago, both of his parents were involved in a terrible accident. His mother was killed instantly. His dad died just a few days later. And he came last night, gave him a hug, and actually kissed him on the neck last night. And I said, man, I'm praying for you. And he goes, Brother Corey said, I'm at peace. That's what he said to me. I'm at peace. You're at peace. That doesn't mean that he wasn't hurting. He had tears flowing. But the fact that he's a Christian and that he's got Jesus living in him overtakes all this other stuff that would want to destroy us. Look at what John 14, 27 says love his verse it says peace i leave with you my peace i give you jesus said i do not give to you as the world gives the world can't give you any real peace do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid and then uh the next verse verse uh, chapter 16 verse 33 i have told you these things so that in me you may have peace In this world you will have trouble. And I quote that a lot, but there's a second part to that verse. In this world you have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And that should give us ultimate peace. Look, on a personal level, and some of you know the specifics of this, some of you may may not, and I'm not going to go into specifics right here. But, um, you know, Every year we all have our challenges, but our family's going through a particularly difficult challenge um, right now, and um, especially here at Christmas. But I can tell you that even in the midst of our pain and things that we can't change, we have no power to change it. We feel this unbelievable abiding peace deep within us to know that He's in control. He will have the last say. He will make it right in time. We need to fix our eyes on Him, the author and the finisher of our faith, and trust Him with the results. Sometimes we cry. I've dealt with the anger because I know at this point in my Christian walk that anger cannot you can't store anger within you. You can't let it hang around. You got to deal with it. You got to deal with it quick. 
you got to give it to God and you got to let his peace and love just overwhelm you and uh it's it's mental and spiritual and emotionally he takes over and and he gives you that stability that you need when you need it and then you can begin to have the peace of god that passes all understanding isn't that awesome so no matter what you're facing it's christmas day no matter how challenging things may be beyond today Take heart, because He has overcome the world, and you belong to Him, and unto us a child is given. And He is the the wonderful Counselor, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. What's the other one I missed? I missed one. Huh? The Mighty God. Isn't that pretty cool? And today's a record time, 1059. Let's stand together, everybody. We can go home and play with our toys here in just a little bit. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your love for us. This beautiful Christmas day, beautiful night we had last night. Some of our people here today were not able to be here, and they were with their families. And thank you for giving them those moments with their families. So, Father, we trust you. We pray for our church. We pray for our families. And we thank you for the opportunity to come and worship you. Thank you for the gift of Christmas. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, just for a moment here, I don't mean to say that you know the, the drill because I don't ever want it to be that way, but, you know, folks, just spend a little time today at, your, at the pew, maybe at the altar. Thank God for the gift of Jesus. And then rise up, and when we say amen, you walk out of here today at peace, full of joy, knowing that our God is with you. But just, just saying now, maybe it's your day today to put your faith and trust once and for all in Christ. Do like Jay did last night. Come walk down here and talk with me and uh, declare your faith publicly. And we'll help you through the rest. We thank you, Lord, for your presence on this beautiful Christmas day. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. As our team leads us, you and I, let's be faithful to him.